Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Super Talk Mississippi, you are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in studio. Now, don't you forget that there is still time to get a Mississippi adventure in this summer. So head on over to visitmississippi.org. And here on Super Talk, we are only a week away from the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children's Radiothon. Yep, it is coming up next Thursday. That is July the 15th. We hope that you have set your reminders on your calendar or on your whatever the device may be that dings to let you know that from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. we will be highlighting all the good things that's going on over at Palmer Home uh, for Children. As you know, they rescue and they restore uh, the lives of children who find themselves in unimaginable situations. So you can get started early by headed over to palmerhome.org to take a look-see to see what they are all about, or you can just make sure you are tuned in to good things here on Super Talk. Well, at Super Talk all day long on July uh, 15th for the annual Radiothon. Also coming up quick, fast, in a hurry is the Olympics. And you know if you've listened to good things for any length of time, I am all about supporting not only Team USA, but also Team Mississippi, which we are starting to gather up all of the athletes who are going out there and competing that has a tie to our great state here. If you've been over on the Good Things Facebook group, which we encourage you to do if you are on the Book of Faces, you will see that I have linked there a story about all the different athletes who have a tie to Mississippi that will be competing in some form of fashion, everything from track and field to even um, archery or rifling, should I say, not necessarily archery, and beyond. And it's a quite a mighty list. You may be surprised to see how many men and women that we have that will be competing for for the gold. Sam Kendricks will be men's track and field. He became a star in 2016 at the Games in Rio de Janeiro, and he took home a bronze medal in pole vaulting, which went viral after stopping dead in his tracks upon hearing the Star Spangled Banner, if you remember that unique moment. He actually has a tie to Mississippi as well. He was an Ole Miss rebel uh, in his college days, along with Allie Wise, who was an Ole Miss rebel. She will not be using a pole vault. She will be using a rifle and shooting her best shot at winning gold. This will be her first um, Olympic Games. But we're going to pause that conversation for a minute and turn it to our guest who is joining us here on Good Things. I don't know if she's going to the Olympics, but I bet she is also Team USA. Say, hey, Dr. Linda Southward. Good afternoon. 
to, yes, it's so wonderful to hear great things about our uh, students everywhere, and particularly athletes representing Mississippi. So thank you. Well, you know, those students that go to college and do something they love, and then they usually go on, not all make it to the Olympics, but they have to have a good foundation, which I think rounds back great to the fact that you are the executive director, Dr. Southward, of the Children's Foundation of Mississippi, and you guys focus on collecting data that um, helps improve their well-being, which I think is definitely a good thing. So if listeners have never heard of the Children's Foundation of Mississippi, give us a little background on your mission. Sure. We were established in August of 2019 as an operating foundation with the goal of improving outcomes on behalf of Mississippi's children, uh, specifically through some policy and system change. So how do y'all collect that data? When you think about data, I mean, that's kind of become, okay, I know it's a four-letter word, <laughs> but it kind of, when you start talking about uh, collecting data, we kind of link that to maybe now how our digital devices seem to be following us and collecting things. So what kind of data do you guys collect on children? Right. Some of it is, well, let me just say that one of our programs is Mississippi Kids Count, and it's funded by the Annie E. Casey Foundation. It's a state-by-state analysis of what's going on with children and youth within each state. So when we think about data, we're really thinking about uh, information, and we're thinking about this in terms of collecting information directly through things such as surveys, interviews, um, et cetera. But then also what other data is already out there, information that we can glean from the American Community Survey, from um, uh, the census, track information, and that sort of thing. So really putting together the best data that we can come up with, and then also looking to other states and then communities and counties within Mississippi that are doing good things and and looking at what some of the evidence-based practices are and some, as, as the show is about, good things going on in Mississippi. Oh, absolutely. And I think uh, the last... Uh, um, report that you guys put out showed that there was some good going on. We're moving the needle here in Mississippi when it comes to our overall well-being of our children, which I think is something that we need to hear about. We always hear about either being last or the doom and gloom, and sometimes you can't focus just on the fact that we're last. Sometimes you just have to focus on are we moving the needle, and your report says that we are, right? Right. Well, when you take a look at what came out, the most uh, recent report from the Annie Casey Foundation, it's over four domains, which include education, health, economic well-being, and family-slash-community. In each of those, there's four indicators. Well, Mississippi did rank 50th overall, but if you slice that and you look with each of those indicators of the 16, Mississippi improved on 13 of the indicators got worse on two and remained the same on one. And so, but when you look at education, it ranked 39th overall. 
So those are things to be proud of. I mean, you know, sometimes here in Mississippi, we we are, you know, poised to do a lot with maybe less resources than other states or for different reasons. We have more uphill battle. And I think getting the word out that, you know, we're still making progress, even if it's not by leaps and bounds or some people think we should be. But progress is sort of progress. I want to make the connection, though, um, about the, the connection between children's health and education. I know education was a big topic of conversation over the last year when children did get pulled from that traditional classroom setting um, in the pandemic. But but take that out of it. What is that link to children's health and their education? That's an excellent point because we know the literature, the research tells us that there's a real strong association between health and education. If a child's not healthy, then the learning outcomes are not going to be as positive. We also know that education leads to more stable jobs that pay higher income and allows parents and families to have higher earnings and that are also often associated with employer-sponsored health insurance. And so when we take a look at that, we know that one of the predictors of children's educational outcomes or the educational, not, not all, but one of the educational outcomes are the educational level of the parents. Um, and we know that research backs up that adults with higher educational attainment will have healthier and longer lives compared to individuals that have less education and also are not as healthy. We know that education can create opportunities for better health. Likewise, we know poor health can put educational attainment at risk. And so if we're looking at children, which we are, If a child is missing school due to asthma or other chronic illness, then there are missed school days and they're more likely to fall behind. There's a real difference when we look at average daily attendance and we look at chronic absenteeism. Chronic absenteeism is based upon if a child misses 10% or more of school days within the state, uh, within their enrollment period, and basically that's about 180 days. So if a child is missing, you know, you think about a day here and a day there, but if it's over a period of time, that could be as many as 20 days or, or basically one month of education. We also know that children who are um, who are missing school days and also are um, in impoverished situations are more likely to ex- to experience a, a summer slide, if you will, in learning. And again, that's even before the pandemic. So if a child is missing part of the school year and then also is not having some of the educational interactive uh, opportunities during the summer, then when, when children start for school, then that can absolutely um, have a child not starting at the same point that we would like for them to. So when you look at other health conditions and you look at things like poor nutrition, sleep disorders, mental health, certainly within this past year with, with uh, the impact of the pandemic, there's a lot of things that we really need to be able to support children and families across the state. And, and, and we're going to get to those coming up next here on Good Things with Dr. Southward. Crawl. Do the watermelon crawl. I have fun, you all. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny conditions with a 70% chance of rain, high near 91. Tonight, 20% chance of rain, partly cloudy, low around 72. Your finally Friday, a 60% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. And for your Saturday, a 30% chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 94. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live-burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. You can support Mississippi's many talented farmers, artisans, and craftsmen by purchasing products with a genuine Mississippi logo. That's the proof it's the real deal. To find products grown, raised, crafted, and made in our great state, just visit GenuineMS.com or visit the Genuine Mississippi store at the Mississippi Farmers Market every Monday through Friday, 11 to 1, and Saturdays, 8 to 1. I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. I'm Dr. Michael Walker, founding physician at New Care MD. We provide concierge medicine that everyone can afford. We do this by eliminating middlemen and restoring focus on the patient-physician relationship. For a low monthly fee, less than the average cost of a cell phone, you get access to unlimited clinic visits, wholesale medications and labs, and even telehealth. It doesn't take an act of Congress to get affordable health care. Learn more about health care the way it should be at NewCareMD.com. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, 
if you're looking to get away, look no further than visitmississippi.org to plan your Mississippi getaway. Now, you can listen to good things on supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app for your smartphone or devices. We hope you know that the best way to listen to the show each day is always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, which you can get anywhere across the state. And the Children's Foundation of Mississippi is helping children all across the state. We're continuing our conversation with their executive director, Dr. Linda Southward. She was sharing with us how the data that you guys, that they collect there at the Children's Foundation helps to, I guess, encourage policies and other things that go back into enhancing our child's well-being, which I know one way that's through childhood screenings. And Dr. Southward, I, I say this often on good things and then I never take the time to go make sure it's correct. But I do feel like that Mississippi gets two thumbs up when it comes to screenings for children, at least in our public school systems. Am I correct in that? With the public school system, um, as far as referral to um, the screening, et cetera, I think that's probably true. Uh, what I, what we're really focused on is even before children get to public schools, looking at developmental screening that can occur in a pediatrician's office or other health provider so that, so that children can be identified earlier if there's something like a hearing or a vision problem, uh, or any sort of concern that they may have. Because when we think about children and how rapidly their brain develops, particularly in the first three years, a thousand days or so, and up to entry in in kindergarten, it's really critically important to assure that children's milestones are being met as they grow and they interact with their environment. You were quoted by saying that you guys use this data. I don't think you use you guys, but that's me paraphrasing what you said. You guys use this data like a GPS that points us precisely to where Mississippi children and their families need the most support. And I thought that was a really great visual of how the data collected is used to pinpoint where help's needed most. So right now, the Children's uh, Foundation of Mississippi, where are you putting your efforts in terms of helping families? Well, thank you. And again, we are looking, it's very important, just like a GPS, you need to know where you are in order to know where you're going. And we can't go everywhere at the same time, right? But we take a look at where are the areas that we feel like will have some of the most uh, important return on investment. So our work, again, is more with policy than direct services, but we are, are asking people to help collaborate and consider looking at things such as uh, increasing developmental screenings uh, for young children. Developmental screening really is a formalized assessment using a standardized tool to confirm that children are where they need to be developmentally. And if they're not, then determining where the appropriate referral uh, intervention and follow-up can happen. We do know that um, when we when we intervene early, then the results are more often positive than if they're not. So, um, if if it's something like motor skills, then then some physical therapy might be able to, uh, would be able to make a huge difference. We know that research conducted from Chapel Hill and Duke University have tracked children over a number of years, and researchers there found that children who had developmental delays 
and had the benefit of early appropriate uh, and timely referrals and interventions were much less likely to need special education services. And also for children who did receive special education services, they spent less time in these programs. So not only is this most of all an important positive outcome for children and their families, first and foremost, it also results in, in cost savings. And we know that investing in early quality care and education is a tremendous return on investment. This feels like policy that I, I think more parents need to hear about. And I know that's one reason why you're here with us, Dr. Southward, today on good things, because there are good things that are happening in um, with our children here in Mississippi around their well-being, thanks to the data that you guys collect. So how do we get more connected with these policies? Because oftentimes, you know, it's it's the big controversial ones that get all of the airplay and the conversations. And I feel like there's not a whole lot controversial about trying to get, you know, these better screenings or these type of opportunities for families as soon as possible. So what is your sort of recommendation to us listening, thinking, how do I get behind that? How I see the good in that. Where can I push the button to say, hey, I support this to my legislators? Well, I think uh, knowing people who represent you, and it, it, the legislature certainly is, is very important, but it's also at the local level, and it's also programming that's, that's very important. One thing that was uh, a tremendous uh, this spring during the legislative session is that the Mississippi legislature doubled the amount of funding for pre-K collaboratives across Mississippi. And that will serve, uh, it's right now, serves around 3,000 children. So hopefully that will double to about 6,000 children of four-year-olds in Mississippi. And, and that's, that's commendable. We also know there's around 38,000 four-year-olds in Mississippi. So it's a start and it's certainly something in the, in the right direction. And there, there are really great programs around the state. The Calvert's ABC Preschool and Nursery, if you will, in, in Aberdeen, Mississippi has, um, they really have been spotlighted nationally as evidenced by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation um, report that was released right before the pandemic. It was uh, the end of February in 2020. And that's a program that was spotlighted and something that's really good to think about in Mississippi and think about other areas that can, can use that as a model. Uh, the Aaron Jones Family Interactive Center with the Pascagoula Gaucher School District. They have done a tremendous job over the last 10 years. And I was just reading recently, I had an opportunity again before the pandemic to visit the program there. And over the last 10 years, they had uh, about 180,000 or, or so people who have been in and out of their center. Uh, so there are a lot of good things going on, but there are some basic things that need to happen, such as increased developmental screening. Um, as I've said before, the not only the screening, but the referral, the follow-up, and the intervention to get with children earlier. Well, Dr. Southward, you said the P word a couple of times, and that was pandemic. And I know parents, as as well as teachers, we're all sitting holding our breath as the next year starts or the fresh year starts coming up in August, wondering, you know, what the impact will be. And it may take decades before we realize what the impact on the last school year um, had on our children. Do you have any data yet, or is it too early to tell maybe if, you know, it made a dent in some of the good things we were headed in, or were we there 
you know, average with the rest of the nation in terms of how our students coped or anything you can say on that? Well, we've had some, um, one of our first chats about children that we instituted last August, I think, really, as the school year began, we interviewed Dr. Carrie Wright, the state superintendent of education, and Dr. Carla Evers, who's superintendent of Pass Christian School District, to take a look at, at what they were recommending, what they were seeing. And, of course, that was a year ago, and a lot has changed since then. But one of the things that we point out in the blueprint is looking at the digital divide in Mississippi. And one of the one of the things that we can really point to with a lot of enthusiasm uh, is the Mississippi Connects program that's a part of MDE and also brought together a wide array of private and public supporters uh, led by the Mississippi Alliance of Nonprofits and Philanthropy. Um, so, so Mississippi has done well in getting devices to students in public schools. They're, they've done well as far as some um, legislation in that area. We still need to have the broadband connectivity. There is data by the U.S. Household Pulse Survey, it was called. It was started last late last spring or summer, and that has continued on through the spring, that really has interviewed families across the country. And they've looked at things like um, how many families and how many children delayed medical care and delayed things like immunizations and well-child visits and that sort of thing. We know in Mississippi that it has improved uh, the longer we have gotten in and through uh, as we're still continuing through the pandemic. But in addition to the economic components, um, respondents of households with children who either have reduced or canceled some post-secondary educational plans was high. And so we don't know what that's going to look like either short-term or long-term. We're certainly hoping that it's going to get better as well. But again, because of the pandemic and because of so many things that that brought out, the importance of quality early care and education, I believe, is more vital and important. The importance of children have well-child checks, including developmental screenings, the importance of their social interaction, and, as you were mentioning, the importance of broadband access and connectivity within the home. Uh, we don't yet know what the long-term impact is upon children and their families as a result of the pandemic. But because, as I mentioned, this Mississippi Connects group got together with the combination of state philanthropic leaders, legislative and business people, really helped Mississippi get early, uh, brought people together so that Mississippi could could become early in the supply chain. More good things up next. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Green, the new degree of comfort. 
144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where customers are game. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a health care journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well child checkups to after-hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. From a small job to total transformations, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Perpetual flooding in the Delta area of Mississippi is an environmental injustice, according to Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith. She helped secure over $11 million in funding for the Yazoo Pump Project before the former administration left. Everybody refers to me as the uh, the pump woman in the Capitol, that, uh, you know, we're going to stay on top of this. And we obviously, we have new players, but we're so far along right now that uh, we're in a much better position than I anticipated. Yeah. Conservation groups aren't giving up on efforts to get the legislature to create an outdoor trust fund dedicated to improving outdoor recreation. Alex Littlejohn is with the Nature Conservancy, one of the groups that supported a bill that was shot down in the Senate. You know, as the coalition goes, we're getting our feet back under us and saying, all right, we, we see where this fell apart. And we know what our hurdles are moving forward, and we're trying to address those head on. I'm Kelly Bennett. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Big head Todd and the Monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th, Wicked Weed Brewing presents the Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. 
are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Heads Hot in the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. My office is leading a statewide initiative to provide you with the tools to recognize human trafficking. Go to attorneygeneralllynnfitch.com to learn more. Together, we can be the solution. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. great state places to eat places to stay places to play you can find them all over at visitmississippi.org we are rounding out our conversation with dr linda southward she is the executive director of the children's foundation of mississippi where they are collecting data that supports policy change and efforts to increase and improve our children's well-being i think all of that is just really good things and dr southward you are going into the whole list of all the people and organizations that had come together to sort of help make sure that our kids didn't fall through the cracks during the pandemic. And while we may not know the full extent to it, you know, until many years down the road, there's no telling, though, if nothing was done, where our kids would be going back into the school year for 2021. So for parents and everyone listening, how do you encourage us to stay engaged or at least be, you know, behind what you guys are doing there at Children's Foundation of Mississippi? For the opportunity, um, we would encourage people to take a look at our website, childrensfoundationms.org. There's resources on there. There's ways to get engaged. We really are wanting to spread the word about information that is available. We also want to hear from people, ideas that they have, things that are going in their community, or if they're in communities or counties where they just may not feel like that there's a constellation of people coming together, one of our roles is we could be a convener. We could share information that we have, um, help people learn more about their county, and then and then come together and connect people to resources. We really believe in that. You mentioned, too, that a lot of the change happens at the local level, which I think oftentimes, you know, we just get too wrapped up in what's going on, you know, in the legislature or in Washington. But we also forget that our individual school districts, you know, make lots of decisions. Our individual, you know, cities and towns make lots of decisions. Our individual pediatricians and healthcare providers, they make lots of decisions that impact, you know, our children's well-being. Can, you know, active PTO parents or concerned grandparents, can they get involved to use this kind of information to maybe help bring about conversations for positive change in their own children's school districts? 
Yes, without a question. One of the things that we really want to do and have been doing is lead with the data, lead with the information. This is information that could be useful to say, again, back with the GPS analogy, we need to know where we are to determine where we want to go and how we can better improve outcomes for children. Well, the good news is, Dr. Southward, we're moving in a good direction. We're moving the needle in a positive way here in Mississippi for our kids. So I think that's something to definitely celebrate. So thank you for your time. And remind us where we can go and get all this information on your website. Sure. It's childrensfoundationms.org. Well, I appreciate, again, your time and all that you guys are doing um, for, for the kids. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It's been a pleasure. All righty, such good things. Sometimes even like the tougher places where Mississippi falls, it's always good to hear that just because, again, we're not going leaps and bounds up up the ladder in terms of placement, that we are moving the needle and we are making progress and we do have our sights set on what's best for kids collectively. And I think that's something that we can definitely all uh, get behind and cheer for. And I know we're all getting behind and getting ready to cheer, like I was talking about earlier, on good things for the Olympics. I'm just so excited. It's like the countdown is on to the opening ceremonies, hoping nothing barring stops that from actually happening. But I was pleasantly surprised, Rhino, as I know many have that have gone through the list of the number of Mississippians who are going to or have a Mississippi connection, whether it's college or where they grew up. Um, that are going to make it to Tokyo to compete. But one that I found interesting was the number. I think there's several. I see one, two, maybe three or four that are actually have Mississippi ties, but they're competing for other countries. So I know everyone starts to say, how do you do that? So how do you do that, Rhino? As if as we're talking to our Olympic Committee chairperson over here. Usually when that happens, it is because America being America has a great college system. In fact, we have a, a kind of unique education system with our colleges because they are such a well-rounded or they're designed to be such a well-rounded education. You have that same level of education in other countries, say in Europe or in Asia or somewhere like that. And it's much more regimented. It's much more specialized. It's not general study. There's not as much extracurricular. There's little to no collegiate athletics. So it's it's a totally different atmosphere. And because of that, America draws in a lot of foreign exchange students to come to college in America And Mississippi draws a lot to the different universities across the Magnolia State where they come from a different country, go to college here, and then they'll compete for their home country in the Olympics. Well, I guess that's where, and I'm going to say it wrong, Raphael, not even going to try the last name, but she's doing women's soccer. But she will be competing against, I guess, the U.S. team on the Brazil team, which would be her home base there, as well as the same for track and field. We have two Canadians that called Mississippi State home for college and track and field, but then I guess they went back home to compete for for the Olympics. And I feel like that's one of those where I mean you're always gonna want Team USA to win, but if you know these names and there's others that are still living in the United States that are from here that are competing for Team USA, I just think it's cool they they you know that they thought so highly that a you know Olympic level athlete thought so highly of our universities here at either Ole Miss or Mississippi State. And I was trying to look to see if Southern 
Southern Miss had had any. I know um, Jackson State has a track and field athlete, but I think they're also um, going to be for another. I yeah, they're competing they're compete- with uh, Trinidad and Tobago. But still, to think you came across the pond to pick Mississippi's, you know, collegiate um, opportunities to get educated, but then also to continue to build upon your abilities is pretty degum um, cool if you ask me um, and that and a lot of it's track and field like you go down and you're like wow there are and I think they may all be track and field other than the one soccer and then obviously Allie Wise which we had here on Good Things a while back uh, she graduated from Ole Miss in 2017 and she was a two-time All-American but this will be her first Olympic Games in in rifle and she walked us through sort of the way that that they all compete and it sort of goes down. So that's that's kind of cool. So I think, you know, anytime you can put names to people who are out there also wearing the red, white, and blue, but they're also here from the Magnolia State, to me it's like, I'm with you. I am behind you. I, got, I suddenly have a vested interest. I sudden, I now know names like Sam's Kendricks. You know he's from Mississippi <laughs> compared to some of the other names. Um, and he was, uh, he, he also went to Ole Miss and he is the one that does the pole vaulting, um, the pole vaulting as well. Pole vaulting, I still go back to that as well as, um, oh, what is it where they run over, they jump over the little hurdles? Hurdles. That they need mortals. Or steeplechase. Whichever they need the mortals out there to actually show what it would what it would look like. I wish, like for at least Team USA. I don't know how other countries if they have states. I know that sounds you know silly that I don't know that, but I don't. But it would be nice, like if you are Team USA, you also had a patch of like which state you came from on your little outfit, so you could pick out like where their home base is. Because I'm, I'm still, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed that I, I, I genuinely didn't know Mississippi had this many representatives in the Olympics. But I guess summer sports really is our time to shine. If we're going to shine in the Olympics, you have. Track you don't and have field. much practice on ice. I don't have much practice or snow, on and that's snow. that's the two main ingredients of the Winter or Olympics. Ice, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, and I think there was. Maybe two. I know it's one who swam here, central Mississippi, who made it to the trials for swimming, uh, but he did not make it um, to the Olympics. But that's okay. He's still young, and he's got some years left in in him for that. So I mentioned the steeplechase. Have you ever watched the steeplechase? No, I was trying to rack my brain to what that even is. It's a race. Like you're running I around. I got that. But you also have hurdles, so you jump over hurdles, but there's also a water pit. So that's not. So I'm, you jump over the hurdles into the water pit, and it's it's like an Olympic obstacle course. What is it that the Bruce, former Bruce Jenner, did? Caitlyn Jenner. I don't know. Is that relay? It, I think it was where you do three. Th- it's the triathlon. Yes, or biathlon or triathlon. No, the triathlon is Winter Olympics because uh-huh. that's cross country skiing and rifle. Which sounds easy, but you go cross-country skiing, get your heart rate up, and then try to level out your sights because they're iron sights. That's tough. Oh, for sure. That would be – that would be – all of it would be hard. Well, yeah. <laughs> but what do you think about it? It's like, I'm skiing with a rifle. How hard could it be? You know, it's pretty tough. Yes. Chris and Tupelo. How do you say that? Decathlon. Decathlon. That's 10 events. Oh. <laughs> I was like, he only had to do like – Two or three things. <laughs> That's when you compete in all of the big events of the the track and field. You got the hammer throw, the the discus, the javelin, 
several different types of races. Is that the little twirly thing that you go around your head like a helicopter and then you let it go? A hammer throw? They have, they, it needs a be- That needs a better name. That is not a representation of what they do on the field with their little... And the sound effects are needed. I think that should all be part of it. I think I should be an Olympic commentary person. I think I think that would be a great thing. <laughs> Stick with us. We've got more for you up next. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days. Only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show this weekend. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5 at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs. Exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the big one. Sure as shooting. Don't Don't miss miss it. it. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss Sports. Brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers. Diamonds, watches, specialty gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. This is the closing angle market report. At the close, the narcotic exchange, December cotton was down 75 to 86.88. March cotton was down 77 to 86.64. The close of the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans were down one and a half to 13.65 and a quarter per bushel. September soybeans were down six and three quarters to 13.26 per bushel. September corn was down six cents to five thirty-six and three quarters per bushel. December corn was down seven and a quarter to five twenty-three and three quarters per bushel. At the market till August live cattle was down one thirty-two to one nineteen twenty-seven. October live cattle was down one twenty-five to one twenty-five forty-five. August feeders down one sixty-seven to one fifty-seven thirty-two. September feeders down one fifty to one sixty oh two. And at that salad Dow Jones is down three hundred forty-nine points. 34,333. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Here's something very helpful. You can join Mississippi Farm Bureau for less than $50 a year. There are so many benefits to your membership, including money saving perks 
Access to Farm Bureau insurance, protecting your land, and making a difference in your community through advocacy. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. to plan a Mississippi getaway can be found over at visitmississippi.org. Hope you take some time to go over there and explore. And we're learning all of the Mississippians who are headed to Tokyo. And a few of them actually, through the break, found out, went to high school also here in Mississippi. So that makes them really pretty much family. I mean, yes, you can come here from wherever to go to school, and we will love you and send you back with our recipes and all of our love and support. But, man, if you're homegrown here and you ate the cornbread <laughs> and drank the and drank the sweet tea, then you're just part of, of blood for us. And so Jeff in Oxford said Sam Kendricks also went to Oxford High School. And then you have Corey McGee of Women's Track and Field. She is a former champion at Pash Christian School. And this is her first trip to the Olympics uh, in her career. And then Shelby McQuinn also. McEwen. McEwen, sorry. And that's men's track and field. Well, it sounds like they should swap names. Corey should be. <laughs> but anyway, he is from Abbeville, 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 Mississippi, and is competing um, in the high jump. So there you go. That's at least three I know that went to high school here, not just um, college here, although not taking away from from our um, athletes that chose to come here for university as well. But I was thinking if you think in terms of like who, what other events should be in the Summer Olympics, if you think just about like who could be a good representative representative out of Mississippi. I'm thinking they need events like a blueberry picking event, right? Because it takes skill and effort and talent to get gallons of blueberries picked before the sun gets too hot. You could also add in maybe shelling peas or snapping beans. Again, not everyone can sit for hours and work their thumbs to the bones like some of us here in Mississippi, even down to maybe even belling hay or mowing grass, or whatever it may be. So what would you add to the list of events that Mississippians would rock at in the Summer Olympics? Watermelon seeds bitten. Yes. Yes. I think that would be a lot of fun, too. Cornhole make it there eventually. You could go for, for the distance, and you could have, like, different techniques or a dance before it. I don't know. It's freestyle. Go for it. If breakdancing can join the Olympics, I don't see why not. True story. That is true. Uh, Cornhole will be there before you know it. If it's not already sort of working its way 
up the chain of events or a ladder to to be part of an and, Olympic store. And Olympic I, I, do they call sport? it party pong? Because they don't call it beer pong because they don't like to put beer in the in the cups when you're playing it competitively. But well, that's unfortunate. But yeah, there's a whole league for that. Is table tennis in the Olympics? I believe so. Sweating in the shade, Joe and Meridian said. <laughs> Would be a good Mississippi summer event. And if you're just tuning in, I just sort of threw out the, you know, we have several Mississippians headed to Tokyo for the Olympics. But if you were going to represent the state in a summer event for the Olympics, I mean, there are things that Mississippians are just specially skilled at that I feel like we would represent well that should be added to the slate of things to be competitive in that you and your own home get competitive about. I mean, I'm just thinking about blueberries, right? How many of your parents made... I just thought of the perfect one. What? Fishing tournament. Yes! Is you that get what? a whole bunch of rednecks to go to different countries around the world and catch all their fish. I'm sure that's already like kind of a thing. It's just not it's in the Olympics. the Olympics. Absolutely. My husband could wear a Team USA jersey before he knew it. Yes, bass fishing, crappie fishing, You get off in the Amazon, you do some piranhas. Yeah, I'm sure the same tactics work for them as they do for our our at-home fish. I bet our Mississippians would give it a good old college try. You can guarantee that. Horsefly swatting. (laughs) Mullet toss. I think these are all events that, you know, their skill and their expertise are just overlooked by the Olympic Committee. I think they could all make for, for great entertainment. Bubba from Meridian on the Seaspire text line. Cannonball contest. Water ballet in the swimming hole. I still go back to, if you hadn't seen the synchronized swimming, Google it, the robot set that they do. It's mind-boggling what those ladies can do in tread water. The fact that they're already in character, I guess, when they're walking to the pool as a unit, as a group, that's a little funny to me. Because doesn't it, like, I get it, your, your team, your unit, you're all in one one moment. But do they, do they start judging before you're even in the pool? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's their game, how they get their game base on. I would add in arm wrestling. We need to give a shout-out to Mr. Withers, who would go and win that for us out of Mississippi if they had arm wrestling in the Summer Olympics. <laughs> Just throw in the tractor pull, too. I was like, I was thinking there's so many things we would be good at here in Mississippi if they would just add it to the lineup there at the Summer Olympics. But so many good stuff to at least look out for as Tokyo gets closer and closer. But... Stick with us. you got plenty more sports conversation coming up next. No tractor pulls in there. Probably line up today with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.